Welcome to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cops, a leadership podcast brought to you by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting. Hey, welcome to another episode of Church Unfiltered. We are, of course, powered by Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, and we are here to help pastors, churches, ministry leaders with everything that is ministry, anything that you need as far as strategic planning and preparation for revitalizing your ministries. Just give us a call and we will be happy to help you. For more information on Breakthrough Ministry Consulting, you can email us at info at breakthroughonline.org, info at breakthroughonline.org. Today's episode, I want to focus in on five areas, five areas of focus for the post-pandemic church, five areas of focus for the post-pandemic church. We are what four months or five months into at this time of this recording into this pandemic uh, quarantine in some some regions and uh, this this particular uh, season of having to deal with this pandemic of COVID-19. And we are looking forward to a light at the end of the tunnel. We're still looking for that light, but we know that it is coming. We are people of faith and we know that it is coming. And so we want to just talk about five areas of focus for the post-pandemic church. Let me offer this disclaimer before I go through these five. First and foremost, I'm not going to go into a lot of detail. One is one of the areas of focus is should be a given for all churches, and that is discipleship. Discipleship should have been the focus pre-COVID. It should be the focus during COVID, and it should be the focus post-COVID. And so discipleship, I'm not going to elaborate on that one. We'll talk about that one in another episode, but discipleship is a given. So these five I'm going to give you are a little different. But I want to make sure that I say that up front, that for pastors, ministry leaders, discipleship, discipling your people should be the highest priority for uh, now and the post pandemic season. So these five that I want to give you um, are five that many of us have talked about. You've talked about it uh, amongst yourselves. We've talked about it on a couple of different episodes of Church Unfiltered. We talk about it with our friends. We talk about it with church members. Uh, A couple of them I just want to emphasize. Maybe we don't talk about as often, but I want to just get right into it. These are the five areas of focus for the post pandemic church. There are some statistics that are starting to come back now for some of the churches that remained open or opened up recently. Some churches are seeing as much as a 40 percent decrease. Some churches are seeing uh, 100% attendance. It just depends on the region that you are in. It depends on what's happening in your community. And we also, of course, know that there is currently no vaccine for COVID-19. Prayerfully, it will be coming soon. We're here in San Antonio, Texas, and they are testing things out even here in our city. And hopefully things will will change and turn around soon. But let's focus on these five areas, these five areas for the post pandemic church. What should we focus on or what are some things that are going to 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 rise to the surface, if you will? Number one, of course, worship services. That's what most of us are talking about. What is worship going to look like? Are we going to have the same format? Maybe you have one service. Maybe you've had four services. Some churches had seven services. Some churches are multi campuses across across the state, across the region. What will worship look like? Now, listen, that's very, very important for you to 
sit down with your leaders or if you are part of a leadership team to have this discussion even now to begin to think about what is worship possibly going to look like of course maybe you don't have every single detail you don't know for sure but you can get some idea even now of what you plan on doing for instance here's a big one especially in a lot of the churches um, that that have a choir for instance will you have a choir post pandemic that's a pretty major one. I'm going to have one of the episodes that in the in the near future, we're going to bring on some worship leaders and we're going to talk about that. The whole aspect of having a choir. What does worship look like? We're going to talk about that in a coming episode very, very soon. But that is a discussion that you should start having with ministry leaders at your church. Pastors, please begin to think about that and jot down. We know you're going to have the word. You're going to have the word. You're going to have some kind of music, but what is it going to look like? And so even right now, what has happened is I've had discussion with several pastors that the format that is being done now, as far as the the broadcasting, the streaming that is happening is not necessarily the format that most pastors want for their worship service. doesn't mean that they're bad. It's just that this has shifted the way we do church. There are a number of things that you can do in person that don't really translate very well streaming online. And so we've had to make some adjustments. Churches have made adjustments. And one one sure indicator of that is that a lot of services are a lot shorter in person. For some reason, we can go an hour, hour and a half, two hours, some churches. But online churches have had services that are lasting 45 minutes, an hour and you start getting into an hour 15, then it's a little too long. Here's the reason why, because of the attention span of people. If your analytics of your streaming service offers you the opportunity, I challenge you to go in and look at the analytics of your stream and see what is the average amount of time people are spending watching your service. It might surprise you. You should be able to do that on Facebook. You are able to do that. Go in and look at the analytics and see what is the average amount of time people are spending on in watching your service for a couple of churches that I've worked with, a couple of churches I've spoken to the pastors. Sometimes the average is around 12 minutes. Now, I want you to get that in your spirit. <laughs> 12 minutes. Your service is an hour long or an hour and a half long. But the average time that people are actually staying on is 12 minutes. Why? I mean, in that particular scenario, what's happening there? Well, they are eight. They are online. They're in front of their computer. They are on the Internet. Guess what begins to happen? They begin to surf. They begin to go to other churches that are having service at the same time. They don't have to drive to those places. All they have to do is click. And so you have to begin to think about the attention span that is becoming ingrained in people even right now. But let me say this, even when we were worshiping in person, the attention span of people were off. We just didn't talk about it a lot. But even if they were sitting in front of you, it does not mean that you had their undivided attention a full 90 minutes. So we need to begin to think about worship service, an area of focus. You need to start asking those questions. What will it look like? What will the format be? How long will it be? Will we have a choir? What will that look like? What are the things that we're going to do to have in place? Of course, to make everyone safe. Worship services is an area of focus that we need to start asking questions. Number two, here's one that here's one that we probably don't think a whole lot about. 
What are going to be the office hours, the office hours? I'm not just talking about for your staff. I'm talking about for the pastor. I'm talking about for the church, the op- the, the church being open. I mean, what what are the office hours going to be? Perhaps some of you have already started opening up your church um, for the office hours. But what are the office hours going to be? Is it going to go back to nine to five or Monday through Friday or Monday through Thursday, whatever it is that you have currently or had before COVID, what are the office hours going to be? Now, here's where I want to challenge you with an HR challenge. At home productivity, your workers are at home. They're at home now for the, for those who have a staff and they had to make sure that the staff was safe. The staff is at home. They're working from home. They're doing most of their things off site or they're not coming in their normal office hours. Here's the challenge. But they're being more productive. It has been suggested. It has been suggested that productivity of the average employee, whether it's in a church setting, corporate setting, no matter what, those of us who are working from home are actually being more productive. What then do you do when we come out of the covid season? Do you then say, all right, everybody, let's go back to the office. Why? That's the question that I want to ask you. And that's the question I want to challenge you to ask yourself and your leaders. If you are a pastor or part of a leadership team, why do you why would you require people to come back to the office in a post pandemic season? Maybe that first year or so, 2021, let's say we vaccine is being tested, all of those things. You have to start asking yourself questions like that. Why are you requiring requiring your staff to come back and do normal office hours. And then here's the other thing for the pastors, for the ministry leaders listening. Are you going to do regular office hours? That's another thing. So we have to always we have to keep these things in consideration, because if you're going to require that of your staff, then you probably should lead by example office hours. And then if you decide that it's OK to have some kind of hybrid schedule where people are have the opportunity to be able to work from home or come in and it's flexible, a flexible schedule is what I highly recommend. I recommend that with all my heart, have give your your staff a flexible schedule. In other words, give them an opportunity they can work from home or they can come in. Here's the most important thing that they're getting the work done. As long as they're getting the work done, why do you need to see them sitting in the office as long as the work is being done? Um, But but here's 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 one thing that you need to think about with that. What about the fairness to those who do have to report in? There are some positions within the church that people have to come on site. Um, your your admins, uh, facilities, people, those folks. What about that? What about the fairness for those who 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 have the option to be able to work outside or off site? But then those who have to report in, you want to have a conversation, begin to shape the narrative and the dialogue that you have with those staff members in how important it is to recognize their role, their responsibilities. And the truth be told, if they have a role that requires them to be on site, that is part of the facility. They become basically essentially employees that have to report on site. Uh, Get with an HR consultant, get with someone that can help you to shape the language. We can help you with that. If you need help with that, Uh, just email email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. Our HR 
consultant, our HR coach will help you with that. We'll get some information to you as far as how to shape that and have have that conversation with employees to make sure that it doesn't seem unfair that some people have to be on site. We're still dealing with COVID, all of that type of thing. And even right now that's happening. But whereas other people are able to work from home. So office hours, ask yourself the question. Why are you requiring them to report to the building? And are you going to report to the building? Keep that in consideration as you begin to think about post pandemic church. Number three, another area of focus is mental and emotional health, mental and emotional health. We've had three episodes where we've talked about mental and emotional health. The reason being is that it is so important for us to make sure that we are taking care of our members This is a traumatizing experience, the pandemic, the social unrest. We are in an election year. It's so much happening that people are under this weight, under this pressure. And so we encourage you to make sure that you have ministries and programs that are in place now and then also post pandemic that will deal with the mental and emotional well-being of your members. But then there's another aspect. What about the pastors and staff? Are you doing something right now to help with the emotional and mental health of the pastor and the staff? If you are listening and you are a leader in your church, what are you doing to ensure that your pastor is getting the mental and emotional help that they need? Make sure that you have something available to them. That's part of their their benefits or whatever the case may be to make sure that your pastor has opportunity to talk to someone. The staff has opportunity to talk to someone. The mental and emotional health of your pastor and staff will determine how the drive of the church, if they are not in a good place, even if people come back, even if we come into a post pandemic season, if your pastor and your staff are not in a mental and emotional healthy place, then you're going to have problems. And we may not see those problems until later on. We might not see that until 2022, but they have to be in a good place, the mental and emotional health. So let's make sure that we do that. One of the things that I have done with a couple of churches, just deal with the church that I'm working with and a few others is we've done a staff well-being survey. If you would like a copy of that survey, please email us at info at breakthroughonline.org. I'm saying that a lot today in this episode because we want to provide you with a resource. If you want to do a staff well-being survey, just ask the staff, how are you doing? What's going on? But we have 10 questions that we sent out to our staff and it was a blessing for them to be able to take that and for us to be able to see how they are doing. We'd love to get that information to you as well. So we've had three areas of focus so far. Worship services, office hours, mental and emotional health, not only of the members, but also of the pastor and staff. But then here's number four, sustaining an online presence. We've done such a tremendous job in making advancements. So many churches now are online. Most pretty much all of them had to go, even if they had zero social media or or Internet uh, presence. Now they are all over the Internet. And that's wonderful. That is awesome. The gospel is going forth. But will you be able to sustain it once you come back into the building? Will you continue it? And then here's a big question. Will you staff accordingly? Whether you hire staff to do online ministry or you recruit volunteers, 
Will you shift your areas of focus? Maybe the area of areas of focus have to go away from the traditional volunteer roles, the ushers, the greeters, the things like that. Yes, you still need those. You'll still need those things, even probably even more so than ever. But there might be some things that you need uh, to shift your focus to. For instance, what volunteers do you have for online church for your online community? Do you have ushers and greeters on your online community? Think about that. Every volunteer role that you have in person, you probably need that online as well. You probably need that online as well. I repeated that only because I think some of us are just anticipating and waiting to get back into the building and we might forget about the online community. We need to make sure we emphasize that. Listen, here's what I want to suggest to you. Online is supporting your ministry right now. Why would you desert it? I need you to write that down. Pastors, church staff, ministry leaders, share that with the online is supporting your ministry right now. Just imagine that just be prior to or pre covid. We, we may have dismissed online. Some of us, I mean, some churches were doing a phenomenal job in 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 ministering to those and creating an online campus and community. But for some churches, many churches, it was thought of secondarily. It was like, OK, yeah, we'll we'll stream our service. So we we'll do. But think about it now. Six months later online, the Internet, Facebook. Your website is sustaining your church. Why would you desert it once you go back to the building? We need to make sure that we are doing that. Go back and listen to our episode that we have with Pastor Terrence Johnson. We talked about creativity in ministry, and he mentioned about that, the importance of uh, sustaining that online presence. Uh, that's a, definitely a great episode. I want you to go back and listen to that uh, the episode creative church with pastor Terrence Johnson, go back and listen to that. All right. So we have worship services, office hours, mental and emotional health, sustaining an online presence. And then the fifth area of focus for the post pandemic church is budgeting, budgeting your, your budget, getting your budget, right? Here's what I want to say about that. I said it, I said it earlier on in another episode. I said the importance of making sure you start budgeting. Now you have to start looking at the rest of the year and going into 2021, even though we don't know what's going to happen. We don't, we don't know what's going to happen. Here's, here's, here's the trick or here's the trap. Should I say, here's the trap that too many people are falling into. We are anticipating going back. We said, we say, Hey, it's a new normal. It's going to be different. But yet there is still an underlying uh, move that we have that we are anticipating going back to what we had before. That was what we were comfortable with. Here's how I know. When I ask pastors, have you started budgeting for 2021? They're like, oh, man, it's pretty much going to be the same as what it. How's it going to be the same, pastor? How's it going to be the same? You probably won't even be able to do the events that you had budgeted for this year. You didn't. You weren't able to do it this year. So and then also the numbers don't lie. You want to make sure that you make adjustments, even seeing what is happening now. But praise the Lord. Most churches have not seen a, a, a major, major decrease where they've had to close their doors. I haven't heard a whole lot about that. We thank the Lord that he has sustained his church. But we need to budget accordingly. 
Now you need to start looking at it. And here's here's how you budget. Here's it's, it's simple. You just reduce the expenses. You reduce the expenses. A lot of times what happens is that we look at the staff first instead of looking at programming first. We need to look at I challenge you. Don't look at the staff first. Look at your calendar first. Look at your calendar first, because many of us spend so much money on frivolous events, activities. We spend a lot of money on things that really don't move the church forward. It's just basically things that we've done over the course of time. Budgeting is major. Yes, you'd probably. Yes, you do need to look at your staff. Yes, you do need to look at every aspect of the budget. But now is the time to do that. And this is the last thing I want to suggest. That when you look at the budget, you're going to recognize that there are some things that's going to have to die. There are some ministries within the church that really are not relevant anymore. COVID has literally shifted the way we're going to do ministry. There are some ministries. Praise God for those people. Celebrate them. Thank God for them. Give them something. Bless them. But let them know the direction that the church is going in now. We no longer are going to focus or have that area of ministry. We're going to look at some things differently. That's going to be tough, but it's best for your church. When you're budgeting, some ministries are going to have to die. And of course, I just said it. Some events are going to have to die. There are some things, the church picnic, the gatherings, the things that we gathered, big gatherings that we, you know, one of the one of my favorite events is is the Halloween alternative that 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 our church does and and churches across the country do. I mean, that's so awesome. But you could still do things like that, but you're going to have to do them in a different way. You're going to have to do them in a different way. Budgeting is something you're going to have to think about. These are areas of focus. There is a focus for the post pandemic church. I wanted to just throw this out there. I wanted you to begin to think about it. I wanted you to begin to ask the questions about these areas of focus. Worship service. What will it look like? Will we have the same format? Office hours. Will we require our staff and volunteers to come in? Or what would the office hours look like? And then pastors, leaders, will you follow those office hours? And in mental and emotional health, not only of our members, but of the pastor and the staff as well. If they are not mentally and emotionally healthy, it will it will show eventually. Then sustaining an online presence. Will you keep this up? Will you keep this going? You've made strides. Will you not only keep it up, but take it even higher? And will you staff accordingly, whether it's volunteers or whether you hire people to focus in on that? Will you do that? And then budgeting, what events need to die? What ministries within the church are no longer relevant for where you are headed now? And what ministries need to be birthed? Do you need to create new ministries to meet the needs of a post-pandemic congregation? Ah, I'm so excited about the opportunities that lie ahead for us, but we have to focus on certain areas. Otherwise, we are going to find ourselves left behind even in our own church. Can you imagine that? That you are left behind even in your own church, not left behind from from the church down the road or churches across, the, but left behind in your own church. Because here's the thing that I want to leave you with pastors, ministry leaders. All of us are changing. COVID season is causing us to change. We're changing the way we move. We're changing the way we operate. We're changing the way we think and process things. 
Is the church ready for that change? Let's start to think about it. Let's start to talk about it. If you need anything, we are obviously here for you again, uh, here to serve, here to serve pastors, churches, ministry leaders. We look forward to helping you in any way we can. Give us a shout at info at breakthroughonline.org. Again, that's info at breakthroughonline.org. If you want to connect with us, we'd be happy to help you to walk through these areas of focus and be able to look at your church and tailor a recommendation plan for your ministry. All right. This has been Church Unfiltered. We thank God for each and every one of you. Please focus on these five areas. And remember, I didn't list it in the five. I've told you at the very beginning of this episode, discipleship is our highest priority. But you can do these things. You focus in on these five things and it'll help you to be freed up to disciple God's people. All right. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. Thank you for listening to Church Unfiltered with Dr. Anthony Cobbs. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. For more resources related to today's topic, visit churchunfiltered.com or follow Dr. Anthony Cobbs on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.